Welcome back to Sissy That Talk, episode four, where we are dissecting and judging the queens. We're not dissecting the queens, so let's take that back. We are, uh, we're just judging them. Perhaps we're dissecting the challenges of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. And with me are my extra special judges, Melissa Gabrielson, woo, 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 and Elliot Fisher. Greetings, yay, 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 yay. And we are, we're going to jump right into talking about the episode. And first things first, as always, we're going to spoil the episode. If you care, don't listen to this until you've watched the episode. Moving on, this week's challenge was SheMZ, which for those who are lucky enough not to know what that's referencing, (laughs) it is TMZ, the gossip channel slash website. Are either of you people gossip channel website people? I used to watch the TMZ show that this is like based off of by accident because it would be on super late at night. And so I would just sort of like end up seeing it and then be bored with it because there'd be a lot of people I didn't know who the heck they were. But otherwise, I I follow pop culture, but not gossip per se. Okay. Yeah, I for me, it was one of those shows that I think was kind of on between two other shows that I would watch. So like that half hour leading up to the news, like it occupied that spot after something else I was more interested in. And so then I would kind of catch it. But yeah, like Melissa, like it, I found that I didn't even know two thirds of the people that they were even talking about. So I'm like, why am I even watching this at all? So yeah, I, I'm the same. Like I don't, I'm not a big gossip person. I don't really care about that kind of stuff, I guess. And so no, not really. Wow, these are both very roundabout ways of saying, yes, I've watched that trashy TV show. <laughs> I did not know. I th- I knew it was a website, so I was really confused watching the challenge when they were, I guess, the part where Carson was in the room with them as boys. I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? And I had to go and look and see that they are actually a TV show now where that's like the format. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing that has ever existed. The real thing is the dumbest thing that ever existed. And then they made a challenge out of it. Mm -hmm. And that challenge, let's just hear what RuPaul had to say about it. Ladies, when they go low, we go high. But sometimes you just gotta love some good old Hollywood gossip. (laughs) That's for sure, that's true. So for this week's maxi challenge, you'll be caught behaving badly on the nationally syndicated gossip show, SheMZ. Oh Oh my God. Hashtag All Stars 5. Working in teams, you need to improv your way through some scandalous situations. And you gotta be funny. Make me laugh. I think everything we need to know about this challenge came from that tiny little thing. I don't know if you heard it when RuPaul was like, you'll be making your way through some scandalous situations. And I don't even know which queen it is, but it, in the sound, you can hear him go, okay. <laughs> yes. That sums up my feelings about the whole challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so stupid. What was, they did a challenge similar to this, but wasn't it like cops-esque? Like the show yeah, cops, yeah, where it was, was them like doing ridiculous things, and the one that was really good was two sex workers, a mom and her daughter, who were just figuring out that both of them were sex workers. And I don't remember who was in it, but it was very funny. 
It was season 11. Okay. Akira was in it with... Who was the other queen in it? I remember Brooklyn and Nina West doing their trailer park one. Oh, the nudity. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I do remember Akira was in it with... Oh, was that the Vixen season? Yeah, but I think she would have. I think she was gone by then. Mm, Who knows? Anyways, so let's pretend that TMZ cared about forensics coaches in Wisconsin, as we are the celebrities of Wisconsin forensics. <laughs> what would they jump out of the bushes to record you doing or saying? What 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 scandals have you guys had? Uh, we're back to Melissa starting this week. So, Melissa, you are up first. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even see that bus coming before he threw you under it. <laughs> I know. Amazing. It was such a quiet bus. Well, That's my CMZ at work. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt needs to turn his baseball cap to the side. Um, okay. This is going to sound like very full of myself, and I don't care. I don't believe that I've been involved in any particularly large scandals, but I am someone that people like to talk about behind my back because I am very open with my opinions and I call people out on their crap. Say your judge wrote something racist on my student's ballot. I'm going to talk to you at a tournament and you can go into the judges lounge afterwards and say that I was horrible and mean to you. And that's fine. I don't think I was being horrible and mean. I was sticking up for my student, but I never have been really, I maybe I'm scandalous, but I'm not involved in very many scandals. I'm not like the two of you. I'm still, (laughs) I'm still okay over here. That bus made a U-turn and it's coming back now. Yes, it did. And now it's a double decker. Well, Elliot and I have both served terms as presidents of the WFCA, which means we've we've had to deal with our our fair share of other people's issues that then become our problems. Because as you know, when you become president of the WFCA, you are responsible for every single thing that has ever happened as part of the organization. Correct. That is mm-hmm. that is yeah. So definitely I would it. say this the scandal I was most involved in was trying to change the name of our coaching award oh. every way back when. Which only became a scandal after it was done, even though we spent a year asking for people's opinions about whether or not it should be continued to call it. We should continue to call it the William Hintz Award, even though nobody in the room could tell us who William Hintz was and we didn't understand why the award was named for him in the first place. So then we changed it to the Founders Award. And that's when people came out of the woodwork to say particularly nasty things to me. And they made it personal. It was not about the organization or the fact that we all took a vote. It was my fault. And again, from this is from people who had not been involved in the organization for decades. Right. Suddenly had a very strong opinion about us taking his name off an award. And I mean, the good thing about all of that when all was said and done is at least now we know who the guy is. And we talk about him now when we hand out the award. Mm-hmm. Correct. But... Yeah, that was that was I'd say the biggest scandal I was a part of is is that darn hints award being changed to the Founders Award, which is you know Ben Kroll is now the only recipient only of the recipient. WFCA oh, Founders Award. Right. <laughs> ben and, and and we clarified what it was for, which was that now we've added like the words for coaching excellence to the end of it, so it wasn't just the William Hints Memorial Award. Mm. Sweet. 
So I think I think good things came of it. But yeah, yeah that was a rough patch for me where I was ready to. Sh- I was like, this is not worth it. I, whatever I get out of being on this board and this activity is not worth the amount of vitriol I am receiving from like octogenarians. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of scandals that I was yeah, involved Elliot, can in. You even pick one. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> the array. Um, I think the one that was. This was the most hilarious scandal I think that I was ever a part of, and I don't know how much people know about everything that was happening. <clears throat> it was the first year that I was state tournament co-director and we were still at Ripon at the time and we had gotten to campus to start preparing and in the art building there was life-size nude charcoal drawings that one of the drawing classes had done at Ripon all posted in the lobby of this building and it was like at my perception was, and this is a very open-minded liberal person, I don't care, like, it's fine, but someone else was very concerned about the children and seeing this, and so we had to scramble to try and, like, reconfigure how students entered the building. We had to have people posted at entrances to the lobby to make sure that kids didn't get into the lobby to then be exposed to the new drawings. The faculty member at Ripon, who was in in charge of the class that if you take them down that censorship and it was just a huge <clears throat> to do like the day before the state tournament like this is not what you want to have to be dealing with is charcoal drawings in a lobby of a building that you have to spend five hours addressing so <clears throat> that was probably like my one of my introductions to scandals was that whole thing and it was just so frustrating and so pointless and and I think by almost like making a bigger deal out of it, I think students wanted to seek it out and find it more because I think they started to hear about what was going on. And particularly like right before awards, I think a bunch of students were trying to go to that building to see the drawings that were causing all the kerfuffle. So yeah, that was absolutely a non-scandal that became a scandal when somebody (laughs) thought, oh, this could be scandalous, but it wouldn't have been. It absolutely wouldn't have been. No, no. I can't even tell you how hard I laughed when I heard about that. I think I was like standing outside of tab and someone was telling me about it and I just started laughing and then I realized I shouldn't be laughing because it was still in the 24-hour cycle of being stressful. (laughs) So I felt like a little bad, but at the same time, like the idea of people just like standing in a lobby of nude pictures being like, okay, so like do we drop curtains a la like... Miss Honey's classroom in Matilda. Mm -hmm. Do we like put little sensor bars? Like how are we covering up for the children? Yeah. Yeah. Were the drawings even any good? Yeah. Some of them were very good. I mean, for, for a undergrad, probably basic art class, which I'm guessing you probably had some students who weren't even art majors taking it. Like I was impressed. Like they were, they were good drawings overall. (laughs) <laughs> I guess Melissa's waggling her eyebrows. So, yeah, some of us never went to look at them. Of course not. So, I was, I just, in my head, I envisioned, like, these the poor man stick drawings where it's like, okay, like, how scandalous. Uh, but, like, fully, uh, like, <clears throat> 
correct and everything. So yeah, they were. Well, I, I would hope they would do it correctly. <laughs> but still, it's a charcoal drawing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a photograph. That makes it and even correct. if it even if it was a photograph, like if it wasn't sexualized in any other way, right. it was just nude. And, and my thought was that like you're in the art building, like this is something you would expect to see in an art building. Like you don't tell like high school students like before going to the arts art institute in chicago like oh you're gonna see nude paintings like don't giggle like i mean it might happen but like you get over it so i just i don't know it was it was exactly like you said it was a non-scandal that got turned into a scandal yeah well speaking of scandals our queens had to create some in this stupid stupid challenge so they get paired up and the teams were alexis and shay Cracker, Jujube, and Blair, and then India and Mayhem. Just thoughts on the challenge itself, guys? I still think it was slightly better than last week, but still not a stellar choice. I loved Ross in this. <laughs> I appreciated that level. I liked the Michelle Visage Free Clinic. That made me laugh really hard. But otherwise... <laughs> This was pretty shrug emoji. I think that also the challenge here, and it kind of occurred to me after the fact, is that each of the scenarios that you were asking the queens to be put into involved some level of denial and not wanting to own up to what happened, which for an improv challenge where improv is all about yes and and building off of it, you had a whole lot of like shutting down the situation and denying it, which doesn't build, I don't think for good, like comedic momentum moving forward. And so it almost kind of turned into who was able to take the, I'm not involved in this and then turn it on into something more positive quickly. And who could figure that out, I think ended up winning the challenge for sure. Right. Agreed. I was going to say, I feel like some Queens definitely took that, as the challenge to shut it down instead of understanding that the humor will be found in leaning into the ridiculousness of what you did. Correct. Making it obvious that something shady or bad or whatever did happen. Uh huh. Even as you like wink and nod and be like, no, it didn't. And right. yeah, a couple of them, I feel like figured it out. Yes. They, they knew what they knew what was what they were going for. But also, can I just say how relieved I am that, improv is not something that i have to judge as a forensics coach or judge because the idea of having to watch high schoolers do like comedic improv is one of my rings of hell i think group improv is something i did in high school in speech and so like <laughs> and you are you are not wrong it is it is it's tough first of all and i think the the group that i was part of was successful because we didn't always take a comedic approach to it. Like we did serious improv scenes and our judges were like, oh, thank you for not trying to be funny and failing. And we're just like, yeah, we got you. So. Interesting. Coming yeah. to the WFCA in 2022. How <laughs> dare you? Should I work up the proposal? Into- <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I'm it's, gonna it, it's been said. this call. Sorry, you said it out loud and now it's a oh, thing. It's in yes, the world. It's in You've the manifested world. You've manifested it. <laughs> so anyways (laughs) how did you guys approach judging this one um so this is the first week that i that there was someone else here watching with me 
my roommate was home on Friday night. So I did not pause between each of the performances. Luckily, there was like time because of the commercials. But I went into it like I was watching uh, play acting and sort of judge those performances and the interactions between them, trying to ignore how bad the prompts were. <laughs> they were not stellar. But I, I went in, into it with that sort of play acting mentality of like, how are you interacting with each other? How are you standing on your own? How are you building space for jokes for the other person? How are you building this character that you've given the base of and sort of gone from, from there? Yeah, I was very much the same. It was, how were they playing off of each other? Like, how did the overall scene progress from the beginning to the end? Like, were they able to make forward momentum? Like, did things make sense kind of all? Approached it along with, like, how balanced it was overall in terms of uh, camera time, speaking time. I think you guys took it way more seriously than I did. I just took notes while they were performing and then ranked them. <laughs> Okay. I didn't pause. I didn't have to pause either because I felt like there was plenty of time to make a few notes about how well they were doing, and then I moved on. <laughs> I Mister, like, I went back and watched the performance eleven times, and this time you're just like, meh. Scribble, yeah, scribble. that's what. Well, some challenges deserve a rewatch, and some don't. That's fair. Some don't. You're like these were also longer, like longer periods of time when everybody was on camera, and I could yeah. like you could actually take in the whole performance versus that musical challenge where they were literally there for 15 seconds yeah. and and while they were singing they were also cutting away to other people and it was like how do you get a sense of how well they did without really focusing on everyone True. yeah this one was like no i can type i know what's going on i don't need to stop that's good <laughs> and and i have to say like runway didn't really make a huge difference in the end like none of them were so great that I had to change my thoughts on how they did in the performance. They all just kind of stayed. So yeah, that was, I'd agree. that was the runway kind of became a non-factor for me, not because some of them weren't better than others, but because the ones who were better than others, I thought were also better in the challenge. So, well, let's, let's yeah. jump into actually talking about it. We we start with Alexis Mateo and Shea Coulee, who had a little had a little conflict going into this one because Alexis mm -hmm. was, is one of those shady queens who voted for Shay to go home last week, but they were both pros and proceeded to to do the challenge and I think worked together well. But Melissa, Melissa, let's hear your your critique of Miss Alexis Mateo. I feel like from the beginning she was doing a lot of talking over. Shay, and I don't know if it was just having seen previous challenges where Shay just naturally is more charismatic than people and doesn't have to try very hard. So it felt like Alexis was really, really trying too hard and was even trying to be just louder than her, which I think Shay then did a good job of like deciding that that's where she was going to stay if that's where Alexis was going. I did really like the dance she did with, uh, Shay's wig after she ripped it off of her head <laughs> and I like the shoving of the food into her bra like when they were leaving but otherwise nothing that she was really saying was funny to me it was more like what she was doing but she wasn't leaving enough space for Shay and I think that's a problem in all three of them is that there would be one person who was trying to set up space 
and lead into a joke and set up a yes and and there would be someone who just wasn't picking it up sort of like they were just throwing them the ball and the other person just like look the other way to not catch it and I feel like this was one of those instances so I wasn't really into that I did really enjoy Shay I thought that she did really well with the delivery of her jokes you could sort of tell she had hold up hold up hold up you didn't tell us what your rank was for Alexis Oh, my uh, Alexis got my four. She was one where she was the only one where her runway ended up bumping her up a little bit. Because I because I did like her runway. I thought that she was she like the Midwest and her like, oh, people in the Midwest actually wear white camo mm-hmm. wedding dresses because we're a bunch of backwoods trash over here and so she found that fabric and she was like we're gonna do this i'm gonna swirl and i just i really like that so that that bumped her up from one of her places but yeah she was my four so elliot what did you think of alexis um i thought i agree i think she kind of took charge of the situation way more than probably she should have or needed to. Uh, I thought her overall look for being a fake housewife was pretty great. The I think the funniest moment for me was when she was like shoving the food into her outfit and like, I'm taking this to go. Like that, that cracked me up. I think I did literally laugh out loud when that was happening. I also think toward the end when she was like running at the camera and yelling at them, I'm like, okay, that's a total TMZ kind of thing to do. So I thought she was smart in terms of how she approached that. Yeah, that runway look was amazing. As much as I had problems with Alexis during this challenge, like that runway look was pretty sweet. Uh, and, and to your comment, Melissa, about her like looking at the white camo and being like, yes, I'm going to use this. Given that Alexis didn't know what camo was, clearly she hired this outfit out for herself and was like, oh, hey, uh, someone find this camo fabric and go make me something with it. But like, yeah, it was it was stunning and beautiful. And I think there were a whole lot of future brides in Wisconsin who will see this and just be like, that's what I want. Uh, she got my two. So I thought she was, yeah, I thought it was a good week for Alexis, all like other stuff aside. Wow. I also commented on how talking over your competitors isn't a good look. I also think timing is really important in humor. And I don't know if it's a language disconnect or if she's just not funny. But yeah, she had no concept of timing, like when to land a joke or when to say, when to interject, when to... Like there was, yeah, there was no sense of timing whatsoever. I also said I really liked the joke about pushing food in her bra. So that was funny. And you know what? If last week I was critical of Cracker's high-pitched girl voice, then I have to be critical of Alexis's high-pitched girl voice here too. She was just doing that ridiculous high-talking thing. I Her look to me was stunning, but I it, it didn't, to me, it didn't read as camo on the runway at all. So that's where I thought it's not it doesn't really help her because I don't know that the look even reads as camo unless you get within two to three feet of it to see what it is. So it's this was one and it wasn't like I struggled with this because I did think like, well, when Blair was pink for the skin challenge, I liked that she thought so outside the box. And I guess this was just like mostly white fabric with a little bit of like fake twigs on it. And that's where I was like, it's not really 
reading as camo unless you get close enough to see what it is. So this shows that you don't know anyone in real life who owns that that snow camo, whereas I do. <laughs> so oh, you I... mean every human being I'm <laughs> biologically related to? <laughs> yeah, I do. But that's what it is. It's it's white fabric with because it's mostly supposed to be snow, mm-hmm. so it's mostly white. It's I mean, change out what that little bit of you know twig patterning is, and it could have been any other fabric. It was not to me distinctively camo, even though it was beautifully made. I think her best silhouette of the season so far, she looked the best she's ever looked. To me, it just wasn't enough of a camo look to be like, yes, you get extra points for for your runway. So it kept her, for me, just at her performance level, which was, for me, a five. Okay. Okay. So then her partner, Shay, Melissa... Mm. I, again, I loved, I thought she did a great job with her jokes and having been thoughtful about them before. I really wanted to hate the wig that she was wearing initially before they ripped it off, but like, I couldn't, I really liked it. And it sort of felt like she did have to change the trajectory of it when she realized where Alexis was taking it. So she sort of leaned into this like victim aspect of it, which was great on her part uh, to make that change. Would seemingly part of the way into the challenge. I do believe that Alexis leaned in a little further than her. And so, but I feel like she was forced to lean back out of the way to make room for Alexis to be crazy because she knew she couldn't match that level without ruining the scene. And I loved her runway. It was very divisive in my household. I thought it was so cool and high fashion and those stupid tiny glasses and the giant wig with the with the handkerchief and that color blue on her skin and she brought a watering can <laughs> like she packed a custom painted watering can to bring to drag race points Points alone. I'm throwing my headphones off. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> I end up with my with my two. I, okay. I love her. <laughs> uh, I thought for me the look in the challenge read a little bit more old lady than fake housewife of Tuckahoe. I thought it was a little bit older than it needed to be. I think Shay is smart in that she like she kind of let Alexis drive this car and didn't try to fight back, which I think would have made for a worse scene. And Shay just kind of played along and played in the jokes where she could by letting Alexis kind of steer it overall. So I thought that was smart. But then at the same time, I think she kind of got lost a little bit and had to play catch up a lot of the time. Um, In terms of the runway, I thought, I agree. I think the concept was awesome. It was very well done. I just didn't quite get the connection between that concept and camo and so i i just wanted a little bit more of a justification i guess as to why you would choose this look to be your camo look if that makes sense it seemed like hey here's my cool concept oh let's just make it camo because it has to be a camo runway so that was my that was my big concern there Camo couture. Camo couture. Sorry, camo couture. So it was couture, but in camo. (laughs) So Shay ended up with my four this week. 
All right. I, f- I got major deja vu to back when they did the Bachelor-inspired challenge and Trixie and Milk were paired up and Milk kept talking over Trixie the whole time. And you could tell Trixie had some jokes. Trixie came prepared. Trixie, when she was able to say what she needed to, was funny and stayed in character the whole time, but could not achieve the most that she had to offer because of the partner she was with. I feel strongly that Shay was the better competitor between those two. Like she was doing a better job of doing improv than Alexis was. I, I would have at the very end liked to see more from her. I think she fell into the trap of just trying to maybe be bigger than Alexis while she was kind of running around and yelling instead of, Uh, continuing to be her character. So I do feel she lost herself a bit at the end. And I thought her runway was cute. I actually liked that the camo, when mixed with the other fabrics of her boots and the watering can, actually looked like a complementary pattern instead of just being camo. So I I liked that she took it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So for me, she got my three. Sweet. So next we got to see a, I would say a Lori Laughlin inspired skit <laughs> where we, we got to, to see Cracker, Jujube, and Blair in a, a scandal about acceptance into drag you. And the first person we got to see on screen was Ms. Cracker. So Melissa, what did you think of Cracker in this challenge? I laughed the, the second she peeked her head through that window at the beginning of the scene. I... This was probably my least favorite, like, prompt of them. And I do feel like the three of them had the biggest challenge in that it's three people to balance out in the scene versus just two. But I I really thought that she was great in this. I loved when Jujube initially smacks, like, slaps her across the face, and then she goes to hold her cheek, realizes the wrong one, and then switches to the other one while making ca- eye contact with the camera. Uh, and the whole slapping back and forth over and over again of Jujubee was really great. I feel like she did a good job of trying to leave space for Juju and Blair to build off of. At the beginning, Jujubee carries it a little bit, but then once they settle into the scene a bit, you can feel Cracker being more comfortable. I do think that the edit in this whole scene was also a little bit strange, but I she made me laugh the most. I loved her runway (laughs) it is 100% something I would have expected Blair to have walked out in but the fact that Cracker did was great I thought that the hair on her and the attitude that she was bringing were excellent I think this every week no matter what she is wearing I hate the color of tights that she chooses to wear (laughs) they are too pale and too yellow and it makes me sad and I need someone to sponsor her with correctly <laughs> nude shade nylons. But I, I thought this was a great week for Cracker, and she got my one. Yeah, I thought that she had a stellar performance here. I think she 
by starting out the scene by herself and getting questions that she has to deny, I thought she made it as funny as you could by saying no. Uh, and so I thought she was, it was good there. But then like once Jujubee arrived on the scene, like then the scene just took off. Uh, I thought the moment of Juju and Cracker like talking so close to each other face to face. <laughs> and like that was so genius and you could see Juju close to cracking so many times but like Cracker kept it going it was it was amazing so great performance um by, by her the whole time uh, I thought her runway look was and, and granted I don't have a ton of experience with Cracker but like this was very unexpected totally different for her but like I just loved the overall look I thought her wig was incredible for what she was wearing like top to bottom, like great job overall. So she got my one this week as well. Nice. I agree with most of what you you guys are saying. I think I was a little more critical of the fact that I do think she sort of disappeared in the beginning of the scene. And the fact that she did get some alone time, I don't know that she did with it what she could have. I mean, because I, I liked the peeking out around the sign, but as Elia kind of said, like she then just kind of had to deny stuff with Ross. I... I didn't find that to be entertaining. So for me, the first half of the skit was not successful for her. And the energy really came, like Elliot said, when Jujubee entered the scene. And then Ms. Cracker became a great scene partner. But she wasn't, for me, she wasn't great as a soloist in the beginning of that of that scene. She wasn't bouncing back and forth with Ross like she eventually did with her teammates. So that is that is to the greatest criticism I have of her performance. Once the rest of her team showed up, I thought she did amazing. I think this is the best runway look I've seen from Cracker. I'm I'm hard pressed to think of something I've liked her in more. So but because of that slow start, I gave her my two. That's fair. Yeah. So then we met uh, Blair as a spoiled kid and Juju B as her drag mama. Do we want to talk about Blair? Blair's the only one I'm going to make this comment for, but when they're in the actual SheMZ office and they are all their male selves, but Blair's for some reason wearing a wig. <laughs> and... <laughs> is the worst boy <laughs> just has no control over it it's for some reason still wearing a lot of makeup as well and just was she was just a bad dude like i wasn't there for it she was just not in the scene enough i feel like the second she was in there i just started thinking of all sorts of things she could have been doing better she could have been incoherently like cry yelling in the background or pretending to be talking to her dad on the phone or her cool older boyfriend and spilling secrets about the investigation where no one's like paying attention to her and then juju and cracker would have more reasons to interact with her and i understand that it's hard to be the third wheel in the scene but i don't think that the prompt left her out at all i feel like there was plenty of space for her to be stealing attention off to the side forcing them to interact with her rather than her just standing behind them being pretty and at one point leaning into a scene with her cell phone so she just was not there for this i enjoyed her take on the challenge again 
sort of like the skin you're in challenge taking in a different direction i wish that she had walked out like facing away and that her wig had somehow blended in to the look so she would look like a tree and then turn around and have that beautiful makeup done and have that reveal but i do feel like her runways are showing us a different version of Blair and she is really pushing on how much she has matured since the last time she was on but improv like this is not her strong point so Blair walked away with my five yeah I I agree with everything that Melissa said and I think it was and I also wonder from a editing standpoint was there just so much great material with Cracker and Jujubee to work with that anything Blair had done or tried to do got left on the cutting room floor just because what the two of them were doing was just so much better. And because you have to allow enough time for all of the scenes that she just kind of got left behind. But yeah, it's not like Juju and uh, Cracker were shutting her out at all. Like Blair could have inserted herself. She could have interacted way more with Ross when Ross was like, oh my God, I'm a huge fan. Like that's an opportunity right there. Go latch on to him and be like, let's take a selfie together. Like she could have played that up for sure. I thought from a runway standpoint, I thought it, it was a very cool look. And I, th- I agree. I think she's doing some innovative things. And I thought to take the tree concept and make it still that she could walk comfortably in it and not be like tied in like a tree trunk tube and barely able to walk. I thought it was a smart choice for movement purposes. I don't know how I feel about literally interpreting camouflage as tree. Like that was kind of a little bit of a puzzle to me. But in the end, she ended up with my five as well. You guys are like lockstep this week. I I agree again with just about everything you guys have said. I, uh, I, I'm starting to think that when it comes to the challenges specifically, that Blair is just a very literal thinker. And a lot of times that is the enemy of humor. You know, last week with the... The, the luxury suite and her, her idea was let's make it rich, like so literal. And this week, her take on the, the daughter who was like, who got into drag you because her mom bought her way in and she literally has like the, the mascara running down her face like she'd be sad about that. To me, that's such a first idea, first thought of how mm-hmm. the daughter would react when she could have gone in a much less expected direction and been a lot funnier. Like, maybe, like she's still oblivious about it. She doesn't know what's going on. She thinks she earned her way there. Yeah, like, she just could have... If she wasn't so literal and so first thought in her approach to the challenges, she could, she could be more successful. With more time to consider the runway looks, clearly she has time to think less literally, as she has proven... In this case, I thought the concept was interesting, and I thought the look was but ugly. I thought she looked <laughs> terrible. I hated this outfit. But I also hated her performance in the challenge, where I thought she wasn't featured enough, and when she was, it was boring. So, yeah, I didn't like... I'm surprised that you like have any affinity for the look. I thought it was so poorly done. I didn't like it at all. Oh. Uh, so she got my six. 
I also think kind of, I, I agree with what you said, Kurt, about her role in the challenges. I also think Blair probably struggles being the supporting character and being able to make something of that. Because I feel like with the hotel room challenge, she clearly seemed to be in charge and Mayhem was just kind of there to, su- no, uh, yeah, Mayhem was just there to support her. So she drove that. And so I think she was in charge and she knew what she was doing. To Like with this challenge, like Jujube and Cracker are, by far going to take charge of the scene. And she just didn't know how to find her spot as a supporting person who wasn't in charge of it. And like you said, with her runway look, she's in charge of those. And so she can make bold choices and she's not used to just being second fiddle. Maybe. That could be. I can't believe you hated that much. Sorry. I was pulling up the Blair look to make sure I was right. (laughs) And are you? Yeah, I still hate it. I don't I don't understand what redeeming quality this oh, this look has. I hate it. I love the way she presented it. I thought it was like she just looks so tall and we know for a fact that she is just a tiny tiny boy. And yeah, also, can you at least admit her makeup looks cool? Yeah, but I'm done talking about how their makeup all looks good. Their makeup all looks fine. To me it's it's to me it's not a factor. It's like, I just, the, nobody, I mean, unless somebody comes out with makeup, that's terrible. But Which otherwise, I mean, these are all, happen. these are all seasoned queens who have, who have been doing their own makeup for, for years now. It's not like a typical first drag race season where a lot of them are still like figuring out their look and they pick up a lot of great hints about doing makeup for TV while they're there. Like these queens, have, they're, they're all executing their makeup looks beautifully. But there, but there are people like... Blair and Shay who do their makeup differently every runway. Like someone like Mayhem is doing the same makeup no matter what she's walking down the runway as basically. But people like Blair and Shay and This Week India are doing something different to go along with it. And so I I guess I'm just trying to point out the fact that I appreciate the effort in it. Is that better? Yeah. 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 yeah, to me, it just it doesn't make up for how bad the clothes look. I think sh- I just don't understand this. And then the butterflies on it, I just. <laughs> I mean, again, I understand the 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 idea of like I'm gonna just look like a literal tree, but this is. She is sexy Groot. <laughs> no, I hate to break it to you, but she's not. That, no, that would have been even that would have been a better concept. This is I don't know what this is, and I get and the butterflies really ruin it for me. They really butterflies are just a ruin for Drag Race forever. Yeah, so. that that too. But yeah, I don't. I just don't get it. Well, so, then let's talk about someone you do get and you do. Like. Okay, I ta- I do like Juju B. Let's talk about Juju. I have a feeling. So I. I, it seems like that both of you thought that Juju did better than Cracker overall in this scene. Whereas I feel like they were really evenly matched. I feel like there were moments where B did not yes and very well or leave space for Cracker or even in this instance Blair to interact with her. But after, like, it picks up a little bit, especially once they get into the sexual tension of it. I do feel like her look was maybe too simple I would have loved for her to look more ridiculous or be completely 
Lululemon out yoga pants, athletic, trying to look common, like the people. And again, I also commented on being good that she did not crack because there were moments where it was very obvious that she was. I, ooh, did not love her runway look. (laughs) Again, very divisive in this household. I, the shoe purse combination with the outfit, if she had also done that same shade of red in the lip, I would have liked it more. But, like, you can't have her standing next to other people on All Stars and it just be like, oh, you look nice. This is nice. It's a beautiful outfit. But it's not elevated anywhere. Carson made the comment that he wished there was some sort of adornment or something else on it or maybe some more detail underneath the giant cape. But I just thought that this was just... Like, it was just nice. And so, Juju went away with my three. I was kind of stuck between her and Shay a lot, but I Shay's runway look was more elevated and felt more all-stars for me. Basically, that watering can really pushed her rank up. Watering cans and good makeup. This is the way to Melissa's heart. <laughs> we know the secret to success. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an, but, I'm easy to please. <laughs> I thought Jujube did well in the challenge, but I feel like we, we would expect Jujube to do well in this kind of challenge. It's an improv comedy scene, and that is definitely in her wheelhouse. I thought her look as the mom was pretty great, but I agree with Melissa. I think she could have taken it in a different direction, like the velour jumpsuit. Like that would have been like hilarious and beyond. So that would have been absolutely stellar for sure or to have had both her and Blair in like jail jumpsuits since they were just coming from jail and that they had both like taken and elevated their like orange jail look in oh, some just way. just a Gucci belt. Exactly. Yes. Like they had taken it and like zhuzhed it up to make it look fake. Like that would have been even funnier I think but oh well. I agree. I thought the runway look was beautiful but it needed something more i think even just having like a red belt on the dress or uh to have taken the inside of the cape the cape lining and like trimmed it with red around the camouflage in some way just to connect the red from the purse and the shoes onto the outfit itself i think maybe would have made it look a little bit more cohesive overall but yeah melissa and i are again like jujube was my three so good job all right don't say good job like having the same opinion is somehow better. You, we all compare each other to the other judges in the room. Let's be honest. Yes, but I, I don't say good job to the ones who agreed with me. Oh, I oh, do. I do. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't say it, but I sure think it. I. I loved, in the challenge, I loved Juju's wig. I think it was perfect. I think, like, I I smiled just looking at the wig. I thought the wig and the makeup told me who this person wa- yes. was immediately, and I loved that. I, I mean, I liked the ac- the outfit because I thought it, it read as kind of like a basic, basic B coming from court sort of per, you know. Like, I, I liked it. It made sense to me. I loved her use of an accent. I loved the 
the over the topness of the accent, which I felt was great for the character, and she was really consistent with it. I, you know, her back and forth with Cracker, as we've talked about, has was the best part of this whole challenge across all three scenes. My, I guess, what I would say is that, like, I am not sure that Cracker would have been as successful in this scene without Juju B, as I am sure that Juju B would have been successful whether anybody else was there or not. Mm. And yeah. that is where she got the edge for me when it came to the performance. I think she outperformed everyone else while also allowing her scene partner to shine as well. So I thought she she brought the energy and she made the scene successful, whereas it wasn't quite working for me until she showed up. So and, and her look on the runway, I actually really liked the tan and camo. What I didn't like was the red at all. I wish the red had gone away and it had just been a more monochromatic palette or there had been a better complementary color. I did not like the red of the purse and the shoes at all. I didn't want more red. I wanted less red. I wanted it to just go away. Yeah. Otherwise I don't like, I guess I don't mind a simple silhouette as long as it fits well and it looks nice. Cause how many times have we seen really simple outfits that didn't even fit? And that's like the Cardinal sin. So I thought the outfit was fine. Again, none of the runways really changed my mind on how well I thought somebody did because I thought she was just the clear top of the pack when it came to performing inside the improv challenge, and that's why she got my one. Sweet. So then we moved on to the final scene of this particular challenge, which is India and Mayhem. India has shoplifted from Mayhem's boutique uh, and is being confronted in the street. By, by Ross of ShamZ. So shall we talk about India, Melissa? I feel like this prompt had so much space to be funnier. The, In my mind, if someone like Juju or Shay had been in there, this would have been so much better. And the direction that they took it in was just uncomfortable. I... Did not like India's look at all. I understood what she was going for, but it, I think it would have been funnier if she had looked really expensive, but was still stealing. I feel like that is what makes that storyline funny, is the idea of having so much money, but still deciding to steal things. I can't even begin to use words other than uncomfortable to describe how I felt watching her violate that donut. <laughs> I hated it. I don't know if it's just because of how much I love donuts and I respect donuts, but I, I couldn't do it. As for her runway outfit, I really, I liked the sort of cosplay feel of it. I think the camo fabric itself looked really cheap, especially against the leather slash fake leather. And I'm not really a fan. I hate slick back hair. I, I never think it looks cool or expensive or fashionable. And I know that other queens love to compliment India's makeup, but underneath all the lighting, and especially uh, when they went back to the workroom... She had this insane chin highlight that was so distracting for me, as if there was leftover powdered sugar from a donut she had consumed post-scene. 
I it just made I just didn't like it. And India and Mayhem were the clear, clear bottom this week. India just did slightly better than Mayhem, so she walks away with my six. Yeah, this was this was a rough week for these two. And I agree. I think the the challenge could have been executed so much better. And I don't know why they didn't choose to go the route of like India, like totally stealing from the store and creating some kind of outfit where things could have kept dropping out of it, like to show like, oh yes, but then like having your purse just full of random receipts, thinking that that's going to cover you. So like the whole beginning of it just being denied, 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 again, shuts down that scene. I I would like to know in terms of what they were given, was the licking concept given to them that they had to use? Because none of the judges commented on it at all. And so I thought like, okay, did you give this to them? And then you realized, oh, this was a really bad idea. So we really can't like count you, like we can't uh, strike that against you because you were handed that concept to begin with. I have a hard time that that would have been given to them, but like maybe they were told like, this is where the scene has to go. But either way, it was a horrible direction for that scene to go. I appreciated India changing up her wig style. I thought the slicked back was a nice change of pace for her. But for me, it's often, I look at the proportion of it. And when your outfit is that big, and then you have a slicked back hairstyle, it just looks out of scale for me. So I, Props for changing up your wig, but it just didn't work in this situation. I think it would have worked better with other outfits potentially. So yeah, India was in my bottom two. She got my six. I I gave her a little more credit in the scene than you guys are. I, there were a few moments where I liked her line deliveries, including when I, I don't even remember what it was responding to, but she said, I'm sorry, what? And it was just like, I don't know. It was just so natural. It was It was like she wasn't trying too hard. For once and i really appreciated mm. it and then when mayhem came out and told her that she was caught on camera when she when she said y'all have cameras like <laughs> it was an actual good line delivery she actually made the joke and i was proud of her like she had a couple moments where she actually made me smile in the challenge um otherwise for the most part i agree but i felt she had she at least had a couple of times when she was in the scene acting and being entertaining the licking i hated it i hated it so weird so yeah i don't know why they went in that direction and it's it didn't really even bad. it didn't relate to shoplifting at, at all, all. Like, nor there was the, no justification for it or the fact that like the two of them were supposed to i think they, they were supposed to be the ones who were like kind of coming on to each other wasn't that in their description they're like shoplifter and the store owner, but then they're also thirsty for each other. Like I thought oh, that was part of their their maybe. whole explanation. And then they went in this weird other direction, which I did not did not care for. I as far as her look on the runway, I wish the camo was basically any other color. I didn't mind how it was used. I just didn't like the the green and tan against the black leather. I felt like any if if that had been like a black and gray camo it would have worked oh. much, much better against the yeah. black leather. And then I think it also wouldn't have detracted as much from her face and hair. Uh, I think then it would have been a, a beautiful setup for what she did with her face. The hair thing actually I completely forgot about until you guys brought it up, but I did make a note that I appreciate that she tried something different 
with the makeup. So I, I liked the different coloring on her for that. So she actually got my four because I again I thought she she actually did okay in the challenge until the last half when they went to the licking, which I which I hated. And then we have her scene partner Mayhem. I she didn't look good. <laughs> I don't think she looked like someone who would be well off enough to own a boutique. The outfit read thrift store rather than boutique store. Also, the only other person I will comment about their boy look, she was wearing the nastiest fake facial hair. I it was awful. And the direction they went with this storyline just didn't make sense. I feel like she and India didn't interact with each other really at all unless one was shoving a donut in the other one's face. And then when India was on the ground licking the sugar glass of the vase that she had just dropped out of apparently a body cavity of some sort, I... If they were going to go this direction, there needs to be some sort of build-up to it other than what they did. And I feel like Mayhem did not figure out where she was supposed to be in the scene. So India does end up actually having lines and jokes that she addresses where Mayhem is just there. I audibly booed when she walked out onto the runway. She's just wearing a bodysuit and some boots. And direct from my critique, how dare you? And then she turned around, and it was obvious that she had run out of time to finish curling her wig because there was a layer of long, straight hair on the underside of her wig just sticking out. And I didn't understand what was happening or why it was happening and i was just so disappointed because when she was on her original season i really liked her and this season i have so few positive things to say about mayhem and this week just really solidified that i do not really enjoy her on drag race and basically everything she did this week was disappointing she was my seven unsurprisingly yeah this was a uh, yeah i agree i think this is a bad week for her i think initially i i was a little i was a little confused about her outfit choice in the challenge as well because when i had heard shoplifting and she i assumed fred siegel was like more department store and that mayhem was like was an employee there and i was just like what employee in a department store wears that while they're working but if she's the owner of the boutique i guess it made a little bit more sense it still just didn't look that great either way around yeah i think india ran the scene and the few moments that mayhem got kind of just didn't work at all. like she didn't take advantage of those opportunities yeah that she walked out on that runway and i was exactly the same i'm like oh a leotard with high, thigh high boots how creative like woo so and yeah it was just bad week all around mayhem got my seven i don't have much to add i i didn't like the look in the challenge i didn't think she did anything in the challenge to make me laugh which was 
the point of the challenge. <laughs> and the runway look was too simple and certainly not enough to redeem how poorly she did in the challenge. So she also got my seven. So before I go to tabulate, I just checked and the tab sheet has a bunch of errors because I don't think somebody put tens in the position for uh, queens that aren't supposed to be there. Me. Or queen. Okay. So once you do that, I can tabulate and you guys can talk about. So if you guys want to talk about some other parts of the uh, episode that you liked or did not like while I tabulate, I will be back with you in just a moment. Yeah, I think I'm going to add those tens too. <laughs> <laughs> like this My is stuff is color coded. I, I know we don't look at each other's sheets, but in order to keep myself on track, I have to color code who's on what team and I have to black out whoever's not participating. Well, it, all of your stuff is tied to other sheets, so don't, don't do much formatting. Also, there are instructions at the top of the page, so... Do we not reread our, our instructions when we go to judge around? Do this is why we have ballot check to correct me when I go to like turn it in. Uh, so I so one thing I was thinking of when I was watching this challenge is that or this whole episode, I guess, have we officially reached the point where we're out of ideas for RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, has it been on so long? that we now just don't know what to do. And we're just hoping we can come up with random challenge ideas and hope that the talent of the Queens is enough to get us through. I think that there is an issue with Drag Race of wanting to constantly recreate magic moments over and over again. I think it's why Snatch Game is a regular thing, but is so rarely the actual best episode. We look forward to it in the hopes that it, for some reason ends up being as good as Bianca Del Rio or Alaska on All Stars 2 when so rarely it is, but mm -hmm. they desperately are hoping that if they leave this opportunity for them, they'll be able to meet the brief, but they don't. And so they keep hoping, oh, if we set up this improv in this way, we know it worked three seasons ago so maybe it'll work again but it doesn't i don't think that they've run out of ideas the world is evolving and changing and i feel like there are plenty of other ways to keep playing on all the different skills a drag queen has to have especially now in quarantine how many of them now have different shows they're doing online the different right. activism that they're now doing with their platforms and I know that there's a big emphasis on it being funny and then inspirational in the background, but I feel like there's great opportunities for them to build more activism into the episodes rather than just them holding signs that tell you to vote while dancing to American by RuPaul at the end of the show. So I don't think they've run out of challenges. I think that they just are still trying desperately to make a formula work that is not working mm -hmm. that's fair do you think they worry though too about knowing that this was going to be aired back to back with a regular season that just they can't repeat challenges from the regular season which a lot of them i would have been happy to have them repeated i wouldn't care if they're better challenges yeah like the the room decorating one from last week that they also did in all stars Four. like let it go i don't care do it. Do any other kind of challenge. Do another ball. 
do another look challenge. Make them make something. Yes. Like, yeah. Anything besides more makeover. I love more makeover. another makeover. Episodes. Yeah. Like yes. I am totally fine with repeating a concept from episode to episode. I mean, they do enough musical lip sync numbers. They write enough raps. Like just yeah, have them do do more of that. And I guess part of it too is like the original concept of the challenges were they were supposed to represent things that RuPaul had to do as part of the drag experience. And like last week and this week, it's like, how is this part of the drag experience at all? All it's doing is dragging the fandom down. Yeah. So I I do hope that I'm, I can't imagine we're the only ones thinking the challenges need a refresh and that the producers are hearing that and they, they give us something better in the future. I also would be okay if maybe we didn't have a season of All-Stars for a year. If maybe it was an every other year thing while you build up your roster of queens. Because... Some competitors this season are some of the best that have ever been on Drag Race, and some of them are obviously filler queens. So, I think we'll the see. other the other challenge too is that because it's so secretive about who is on RuPaul's Drag Race, and that they film it a full year at least before it airs, there's no opportunity for any kind of public interaction or involving outside people into any of the challenges say for like a small group of people who sign a non-disclosure agreement and that's it. So there's really no opportunity for outreach. Like I think one of the fa- one of my favorite challenges earlier, I think in the series um, was when they were on the street trying to like get people to do things for them as part of the challenge. Like that was hilarious, but I feel like now they would never dream of doing that because then that discloses who's in the cast before they want to actually make the big announcement. And so they're limiting themselves to challenges that you can do in your studio or in your studio's parking lot, like today. Like, and that's, I think, unfortunately, really limiting as well. Yeah. Well, but even in that, with that restriction, like, I imagine, I mean, they could do like a survivor style challenge where you only have like 30 minutes to get ready. You know, like show us, show us your quick drag, but like a quick drag that is actually the challenge where it's not 15 minutes, but maybe it's like 45 or an hour, something that where you could actually achieve something decent and then you're judged against that. Or like, again, survivor style, make them stand in heels and see who stays up the longest. (laughs) Can Jeff Probst be a guest host? Yes, yes. He can be there standing, be like, come on, dig deep. You're not here to fall off of these platforms. You're here to stand for your own platform. Yes, yes. but on the note of like trying to keep it a secret, social media makes it impossible. Like they, a drag queen falls off of the map, you know they're on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Like they stop, they cancel shows, they stop tweeting and Instagramming, you know that they're on Drag Race. It's, there's no way to keep it a secret anymore. So I don't think that that should matter. Yeah. Well, are we ready for some results, guys? Yes. All right. We did have a tie again this week, but it was <gasps> not in the placing order, so I didn't bother breaking it. So in seventh place, surprise, surprise, we have Miss Mayhem Miller with straight sevens. Uh, and Mayhem did, did end up going home this week. So once again, we have gotten that, we've gotten that right. Then tied for fifth place, Blair St. Clair and India Farah. In fourth place, Alexis Mateo. In third place, taking home a trophy, Shea Coulee. 
In second place, Juju B. And in first place, Ms. Cracker. So we've gotten the winner right every week so far. Go us. Nice. Nice. And that was a good lip sync, too. It was. I was worried at first, but like they did a great job together, even. How hard did we all laugh when Cracker is on the ground doing that break dance and then Morgan just starts using her as a as skip a, it? Yes, I loved oh, it. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, loved it. But see, here's another thing about if I was the one judging that, I would have given it to Cracker. Not because they both weren't great, but because I feel like Cracker was great without Morgan, but Morgan needed the interaction with Cracker to make yeah. her oh, her lip sync better. Like her, you know, when they got all kind of like intimate and she was making a joke about the vagine uh, and then the skip it thing, like Morgan would not have been great without the partner. Whereas I feel like Cracker was doing it for herself. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, and I agree. And when, when they said Morgan won, I was like, mm, it's going to be a double win. Don't you guys wish that at some point there'd be a different lipstick? I just yes. I want there to be a double elimination where it's this actually week, a double This was the week I wanted the two. The, like, I was like, yes, send them both home. They both need to go. And yep. it didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. But then the wording that Cracker used, she's like, this week I'm choosing to send home mayhem. I was like, the, the verbiage is a little uh, on the uh, shadier side, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> all right. Well, for our listeners, if you want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5, it airs on VH1 Friday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. And make sure to come back here next week uh, to join Melissa, Elliot, and myself for our review and rankings. Here you RuPaul's go, Melissa. She went for the castrato interpretation this week. Oh, they're drag queens, right? 